0: The way you truly build wealth in this country is to invest in your own idea or somebody else's idea. Some people, you need to work a nine to five, and it's okay. So many people are copying other people's things opposed to
1: tapping into themselves and really understanding who am I, who has God called me to be,
2: and what is my assignment here on Earth? Everything that you see, it's attainable for nice. you. Yeah. But sometimes you have to get out of your present environment and see something different mm. to understand what's out there and that it's not, it's not an anomaly. You can have it too.
3: It has to work where it has to work. Welcome to Circle of Greatness. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis. And y'all been asking for some boss ladies, some CEOs. So I had to make a call and bring on some of the most dynamic ladies that I know. And the dope thing about these ladies, every one of them has a different dynamic. They all bosses. They all are just running amazing businesses and uh, managing families. So without further ado, man, welcome to the the. I want to say the lady I, I want to say woman boss edition but that might be trademark just welcome to some boss ladies man we here <laughs> so i want to um for those who don't know y'all i just want everybody to take like a minute just let the world know who y'all are um i feel like everybody know helani missed two weeks out but let them know who you are this is my business partner yes. lovely wife um just an amazing lady let everybody know thank you Neil. thank yep. you for
2: having me so i'm helani Lobdell, aka mrs two weeks out on instagram um retired battalion chief, 18 years in a fire service, went on from there to start Body Envy, which is my athleisure wear company, owner of the Loft Athletic Club, the dopest gym in the city, in the state of Georgia, period. Um, now I am a realtor. So just a lot of different things about me. I'm sure we'll get into it during the conversation, but I'm never complacent, always ready to do what's next. And um, just strive for greatness all the time. So thanks for having me.
3: I'm happy to have you here. Next, I wanna introduce Jessica. So Jessica, y'all, when I, I don't even remember how we first met, but however we first met, I just know three months later, I, I think she saw my car, like, I'm gonna get one of them. And like three months later, she went and bought her Lamborghini from trading, not selling education, but actually trading. I'm like, oh, she going crazy. So just let everybody know a little bit about yourself. Athlete, oh, you got a long laundry list of stuff too. So let I definitely them
1: know. have a long laundry list, but it was the evolution of Jess. I feel like mm. ultimately,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, what's going on, guys? As he mentioned, I'm Jessica Lane. I am a trader. I am a newfound mother. And a wife. I feel like I have to preface those because they have really taken the forefront of my life and really just the balance of it all. Um, in that I'm currently opening a school in Tanzania. So now that I just had my baby, I'm picking that back. How up. you say that
3: word? Because I thought it was Tanzania. How you say that one? The,
1: the people actually over there say Tanzania. I feel like people Tanzania. in America say Tanzania. Got it. So Tanzania. So what yeah, is that? Tanzania. Oh wow. yeah. Okay. We all learn yeah. something. Like yeah. 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 I was yeah. today
3: years old when I learned Tara Zayn. Yeah.
1: yeah, so it is on the to do list to finish that before the end of the year so we we pushing we pushing that out i want
3: to be a part of that somehow so let me know yeah you should it's a lot lot
1: of people's lives in this world that we you know we have success but we got to definitely pay it for it's a lot of people in this world that are not as blessed as us yeah at all and don't even have the opportunity to become
3: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's good so and, and, and last but not least, uh, Ashley Fox, we've been knowing each other 10 years. Yeah. Um, amazing entrepreneur, financial analyst, worked on Wall Street, CEO of Empify. Let the people know a little bit about you, Ashley. what you got going on.
0: Hey guys, I'm Ashley M. Fox. I am a Howard University grad, I'm former Wall Street analyst where I worked with millionaires and billionaires. Realized that for something we use every day of our life, it is not taught in our school system. So I ended up quitting my Wall Street job, starting this company called Empify which is the word empower and modify merge together. So we are a FinTech startup that is revolutionizing how adults and children effectively build wealth in this country. And I'm also the CEO of the Wealth Builders Community Act, which is like the Netflix of finance. So now adults have access to financial tools and resources in the palm of their hand. So we've been in prison systems, our programs have been in school systems, we've been in homes in the palm of your hand. Um, But for me, it's being able to take and translate Wall Street knowledge to target the 99% that Wall Street often overlook
3: that's good yeah she's working on getting me right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know like i said forex stocks i gotta ask y'all something y'all all got this in common because i want to know what keeps y'all consistent like every single one of y'all work out every day like and i know there may be ladies watching like that's trying to figure out how to work out every day or consi- what makes y'all stick with working out of course you own the gym so i don't know if it's different but I know this won't have nothing to do with business, but I'm curious to know what keeps y'all consistent. Cause I can't find myself just lifting every day or doing <laughs> pushups. So what's this, what's each of y'all's secret to make y'all just keep working out every day?
2: You want me to go first? Yeah, whoever, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, she the gym owner. I yeah,
2: think cool she's like, sure. For me, it's not even about owning a gym. For me, it's one of the, I, I started, re, I was always an athlete growing mm. up. I ran track, drill team, all that stuff. But for me, when I got into the fire service, it was an outlet for me mm. mentally. And so that's where I kind of I would get off, head to the gym and take my stress out there because I couldn't bring home the things that I was seeing because they don't understand that. Jason was like, I don't want to hear about all this death and the gore. And, you know, yeah. it was a lot, you know, so we had each other. But then outside of that, those that station or that battalion, so to speak. I didn't have anything at home yeah. to kind of just get that stress off of me, and so that's where the gym like just really became something that I did. So now, although I'm no longer with the fire service, it's still something that I do on a regular basis because it's my piece. Yeah. It it get it. it you release those endorphins, you just feel good. I yeah. like lifting. I like yeah. slinging weights. I like yeah. feeling the burn. Yeah. Like it's just me now.
3: Yeah. Is what they say is, it's on you. Wait, it's in you now. It's not, not on you, right? It's not
1: on you. Yeah. Right.
3: I out. what about yeah you, so
1: i mean to be honest i do not work out every day okay so well, i trained to. for. I well like let me tell you out. let me tell you so yeah. i trained for the olympics right after i graduated from spelman and i was working out literally six hours a day every single day three hours in the morning three hours in the evening i really definitely got burnt out like from doing it so intensely so now i have to find fun stuff yeah. to do to um kind of supplement that so like i kind of got into like like pole dancing, but it's like, I don't do the pole. Like, it's like very artistic. Nobody even really knows that. So I don't even know why I just told y'all that, but I'm talking about just finding things that you love to do that are fun, like Mm -hmm. fun fitness things. Like I like rock climbing now, like, and, with pole i don't do it like janky with no clothes on and stuff yes. like that but it's really one of the hardest workouts you can do. it is right. like right. for real parties. it's yeah. your entire it's like doing pull-ups non-stop yeah
3: for facts yeah yeah when you think about it when i think about going to the strip club and seeing people like <laughs> oh, that like, <laughs> yeah, cut work?
1: out that i even told these people that i did it yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be like what just no, on not, the pole yeah
3: that's no <laughs> <laughs> <pull laughs> fitness y'all <laughs> <Pull> <laughs> fitness. yes, yes, yes. Pull fitness. but you said something i think for me I, I don't get it. I have zero desire to lift weights or do anything, but I love basketball. I love riding yeah. my four-wheeler. So similarly, yeah. I'm looking for fun things yeah. that ball we doing that 3 times out of the week yeah. and it's my exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Riding my four-wheeler, like yeah. I'm looking to do rock climbing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. I think people got to find yeah. that might be the you key. Gotta to you got to find the consistent. Yeah. yeah find what yeah. you I play yeah. three I days like a week and I get excited about right. playing right. but you tell me you go run on a treadmill yeah. like. <laughs> yeah.
1: find yeah. what you love because that's what was wrong with me when I was training for the Olympics the three hours in the morning was nonstop stop cardio so we would have to run three miles a day on top of swimming yeah. were you a and runner in the evening was straight boxing no were you what, what sport did you play oh boxing
0: oh mm-hmm. okay Yeah, yeah yeah okay day. yeah well, Gotcha. That's extensive. Yikes. Yeah, it what was. About, what about yeah, you? so for me, so I've always been an athlete. I love tennis, mm-hmm. so I always had the shape of an athlete. Mm-hmm. And my body started to uh, detach from certain foods, and mm-hmm. so like my body, I couldn't drink alcohol. Just my body started to reject certain foods, and I fought it for a very long time. And I went to a holistic nutritionist, and she told me that my body's rejecting anything that slows me down. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I started to be disconnected to certain types That's a of bar. people. And At a bar again? That's yeah. a bar. What did I say? She said, My I body say so body many, I don't even remember. From anything that slows me down. Yeah, yeah so, because I don't like, so, like, yeah. they went through all the foods that were making me sick, and they're like, oh, these are all things that are slowing you down. So, but when I went to a doctor, no one scientifically could tell me what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so... And so I realized that something outside of me has called me to be the best version of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it made me realize, well, have you ever been the best Ashley physically? Have you been the best daughter? Have you been the best friend? Like, what does it look like for me to, to be the best in every area of my life? Because I naturally had, an, I had a body that was nice. People, you know, I always got compliments, but I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, well, what does it look like if you are intentionally serving your body? And so I wanted to get a trainer. And and so I'm also the type of person that I need a big, audacious goal to hit to make me accomplish something. And once I do it, it's old and I got to have the next big thing. So first it was, I want, I wanted abs and I wanted to be able to do pull-ups. And so I would go on my trainer and see guys always doing pull-ups. And so when I go to the gym, I look at the ladies for their clothes and I look at the guys for motivation. So guys were doing pull-ups. So I tried to do a pull-up and I couldn't do it. And I'm like, now nah, I'm going to figure out how to do this pull-up. And so I kind of just kept going at it. And in, in, in that process, I started to measure my muscle mass measure my body fat and it became a habit and so i felt like if you're going to be the best at everything what 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 is it like if you're intentional with your health and so i became so intentional that it became a habit so now my next thing is abs and and i'm learning it's not working out and not and it's like it's, it's actually you know how many calories are you eating are you eating you know you might be getting protein here but are you eating vegetables And so now it's like what does it look like if you eat the best and so for me it was intention mm. but then it became a habit and so now I treat myself when I wa- I treat myself to watch TV so it's like okay cool you wanna watch TV you gotta do cardio in the morning so mm. I'll watch my episode of suits or something like that and I'll do cardio. Everybody talking about suits oh my god uh, you gotta get in the it suits when she said I think
2: that. You told me that the other day <laughs> I did. We were somewhere you're like what you is, t- t- what is in- it? About? I never heard <laughs> yeah, yeah, lawyers it's good but every, it's the good. writing is so it's so yeah, good. It's that's good. like good. what we binge watch. Binge yeah watch, yeah,
3: every night Jason too? yeah yeah
0: there's a season nine that's on peacock it's not on Netflix. Oh thank you yeah, mm, no, a lot of people don't plug. know. Mm-hmm. I just finished it last week. Yeah. Okay. It's
1: good. Speaking. I want to touch on something she said, yeah. though, about mm-hmm. nutrition just being the most important part. Because, yeah. like, immediately after my baby, I snapped back. But it wasn't just going into the gym. Mm-hmm. It's the constant consistency with eating the right foods. So, mm-hmm. what you said your body yeah. rejected it, that's why I was like, that's a bar. Because people don't understand that, like, your health is really tied to what you consume. Yeah, absolutely. Day in and day out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It shows in everything your skin, your hair. I mean, yep. everything. If you're not treating your body a certain type of way, it shows on the outside. So but how we make it a down.
3: priority for people to understand that is really important. Like, I mean, people dying left and right. Like, I don't know what gets in somebody's mind where they're like, I actually got to change this. Like, I never, and I love eating. I'm talking about, I eat a cheesesteak every day. I mean, chicken cheese. Like, <laughs> I didn't care. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm 34. I, at the time i was 35 i'm 36 but i'm like well i got time mm-hmm. assuming you have time but mm-hmm. i took bobby uh dr holistic shout out to him i took his cleanse mm-hmm. it's like a vegan cleanse and i didn't fully do it right meaning i ate vegan for 30 days but then i haven't ate meat fish or seafood in six months from doing and yeah. i'm talking about i would have never thought i would never in my mindset yeah. so i'm just wondering what. I don't know how to get through to people how to for well, them to understand their is important.
1: Unfortunately, it's systemic racism. When you think about like we're surrounded by energy dense foods in most of our mm-hmm. communities, yeah, so that's how we're raised. Energy dense foods like yeah. we're, we're, dense, we're like, like, like convenience wolf. stores, yeah, okay, Popeyes, pie mm-hmm. like yeah. all of these foods that we have, like they aren't nutritious at all, yeah. and that's how we're raised. Yeah. 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 It's and hard. so then ultimately yeah. that's what you end up liking. You don't mm-hmm. want to deviate from that because that's what that's you, what you like. To, but yeah. think about where we live. Like I love me it's Pop Whole foods. foods down the street. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. you have these primarily Caucasian neighborhoods where you're going to find a Whole Foods, you're going to find a Kill Me Crazy, you're mm-hmm. going to find an Arden's Garden, but you can't go to the east side mm-hmm. and necessarily find that.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, it's definitely but, your environment. For me, it was not my choice. I still, I, I went through a state of like depression for a while because we also don't realize how mentally connected we are to food. There were yeah. times where I was not hungry, but I wanted food psychologically mm-hmm. and I craved certain things. And so for me, like my favorite food is a cheeseburger, but I don't know the last time I had a cheeseburger, but like I like that stuff. But I felt like my, when I say I would get sick like really, really sick so much it would make me cry because I was I was so busy fighting who I used to be mm. and I had to accept who I was and who I was becoming. So for me, I didn't, it was a, it was a something outside of Ashley said this is, but now that I think about who I am today, because this was like two, three years ago, if I think about the life that I live now, there was no way in hell I would have been able to physically survive eating candy every single day the way I did. Mm. So I feel like my body or my spirit was preparing me for the version of who I am today so that I can be my sharpest doing what I do And I think I got to a place where I accepted that which mm. wasn't easy for me to do But I accepted you've got to be the best and most present if you were going to be this person to the world I don't need anything to slow you down And so for me, I had to make a conscious choice And once I saw that then it was like, okay, I need to pay for that. Like we we're talking about having a personal trainer and things like that Like I have to pay for a chef. I don't want a meal prep I need custom meals because I have a custom diet it, but I got to be willing to pay for those kind of things. So I think it's about the investment you want to make and yeah. choose to make in yourself, and being cognizant of just what you are surrounded by. And it's like if this is what you want, then fine. But if you want something different, you got to choose to operate in a different way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You said something. You. It's a choice. Like all of it. You know, just like when you did Dr. Holistic. Yeah. Um Glenn. That was
3: definitely a choice. It,
2: right. Because we were doing it all at yeah. the same time, yeah. Yeah. and um, I think Justin went the long. Jo went the longest yeah. with it, yeah. but it really it was a choice to do, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of people, they don't make that commitment. Right. They'd rather mm-hmm. go out, smoke hookah, mm-hmm. do all these things. And it's like, well, I don't have money for a trainer. I don't have money to eat healthy. I don't have money to, you know, but it's like, but you're investing in all this stuff that has no benefit to you whatsoever. It's actually, a, it's a hazard to your health yeah. and the things that actually can do something for you to make you better, to make you sharper, to get you to where you're trying to be goal-wise, you got every excuse in a book mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. So I think it starts with that person saying to themselves, I got to make a change because yeah. you can live on the east side and you can go to Publix and get some better um, options. Arden Gardens is sold at um, Publix, you know, mm-hmm. so you find the areas in your area that has the things that you need, but you have to make a conscious choice to be able to say, This is where I'm going. This is this is the direction I need to head in and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and once you get fixated like you right now, I mean, shoot, you've been vegan now for
3: yeah. almost <laughs> for <vegan>. months.
2: <laughs> well almost, yeah, yeah. yeah, almost. yeah. But you know, but, but yeah, you've changed a lot a hard,
3: you, for me, I'm talking about it,
2: it, it is hard for too. layman
3: young, yeah. all of that. As soon as I get to a restaurant, yeah. yes.
2: you know. and look how you've changed too. Because yeah. right. everything. Yeah. You know you and then your, your family follows too. suit
0: yeah. you yeah. feel different when yeah. I, I would eat certain foods i remember i was living in paris for a summer and i couldn't eat pasta in america but when i ate pasta in paris i didn't get sick mm, it's And different. it's like the foods are just different yeah. but you feel a different way when you eat certain types of foods yeah. and i think i've been able to see like what makes me feel heavier? What makes yeah. me feel sadder? What like, and I was also drawn to foods based based off of the emotions that I was going through too. So there's so many different things. I think it's just being in touch with who you are and what works for you. Yeah. Because it's one thing that's actually hard too, which is even challenging. It's like when I go to the airport, there's nothing I can eat in the airport. I can only get water and maybe like skinny popcorn. And you
3: gotta it, go to the Delta Lounge.
0: Yeah, no, I do. No, I'm saying, right, but I'm just saying, like sometimes yeah. when I'm, I just want to go and grab something, sometimes it's sad knowing like all this stuff in the store and that everybody can eat, eat. eat and yeah. I can't eat it. Right. Like, and that's it's more emotional too than just physical.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm. yeah we just did a whole health segment. We did. Yeah. Sponsored by the Loft. Hey. Yeah, you <laughs> Body envy. Step get in. y'all, get y'all gear. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So for you, Lonnie, I, I want to talk to the, the I guess the husband or wife out here who you, Jason been an entrepreneur a long time. You were working for, I want to say 18 years yeah. and you never thought about becoming an entrepreneur. And then something, what was the thing? Cause I know what made the change um, for you and how do you support your significant other when when you are not in it because a lot of times i hear from people like like well i hear they don't support me or was it you weren't in it but you were still supporting it
2: yeah absolutely So, so
3: talk i guess talk through those things i guess yeah
2: so i wasn't in it because I didn't like the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship. I like stability, even to this day, I like stability. Hook
3: me up with stable. That's it, let
2: me know what my check is. Every two weeks, like, let me know, salary me, I'm good with that, (laughs) And in our dynamic, that worked for us because when he was going through those ebbs and flows, I was the one that had the consistency to be able to say, don't worry about it, I'll take care of the bills, you figure this piece out, Mm -hmm. I got it, you know? So I always supported him and even when I didn't, understand, or I was sick of him flip flopping. Like, Mm. I'm gonna start this now. I'm like, you just started a business. I'm about to do this one. I would keep my thoughts to myself, you know? And I'm like, let me see what he's gonna do. And he always would carry us through, always, you know? And um, he always made a place for me too. And we've talked about that on other podcasts where I didn't realize what he was doing, but he was kind of grooming me for entrepreneurship. And my mom was an entrepreneur, Mm. she a daycare facility for years. Mm. You know, I worked in her daycare facility Mm. as a kid, but my dad was in public safety. So I had both ends of the spectrum in my own household and didn't, that didn't resonate with me until now I'm 41. Now, now I'm like, dang, I had both ends yeah. in my household, but Jason always made a space for me. So in the gym, you know, he started the gym and it was like, okay, I need you to come in and teach your class. Okay. X 28. I need you to do lower body blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything that he did, it was, I need you to do this over here. And so, it just kind of, I guess, subconsciously started moving me towards that direction. So even when I started Body Envy, I still worked. Mm-hmm. I was one of those that's like, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, but I also work a nine to five. Yeah. So to speak.
3: there's to it. nothing wrong with it. It's nothing both. wrong with yeah. it. You do it.
2: And I secured my pension. I yep. did it for a reason. I was yep. smart with it. I yep. secured my pension. And the only reason why I left that nine to five was because I looked up and my kids were older. and I'm like, mm. dang, my daughter's in high school. Yeah. And this job right here takes precedent over everything I got going on at home because lives are at stake. So I had to make a decision like, okay, got to walk away from this now. Mm -hmm. Everything has an expiration date, right? So I'm like, this will be mine, but it allowed me to go totally into entrepreneurship. So I'll say this is that entrepreneurship is not for everybody. It's not, it's not. Some people you need to work a nine to five. You need to have somebody to tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why, Mm -hmm. all of that. And it's okay, you know, but if you're in a, a situation in a, in a relationship where one is an entrepreneur and one isn't, be supportive of each other. And being supportive doesn't mean that you have to completely understand or agree, or it just means that you have to be there Yeah. and, and do your part. Marriage, a relationship is a partnership in every way. And so I just played my position. My mm-hmm. position was to be there and be his support. When things were not going good for him, well, shoot! I got us, and I'm gonna bring up the rear. If that meant I had to work a part-time job, shoot, we did that too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get off from working 24-hour shifts, and I'm gonna go work 12 hours on an ambulance. Or, mm-hmm. You know, been, been there, done that. Yeah. But at the same time, that's why we so locked in too. Yeah. That's why we 21 years marriage, yeah. married. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he knows I'm always gonna be there, and same for me. I know he's always gonna make a way for me. We're always gonna lock in. Yeah. So. You know, to sum it up, I'll just say that for those people that have that dynamic, because it's a lot of people like that. We meet them all the time. And it's like, well, my husband or my wife doesn't support me. You better start supporting.
3: Yeah, because I hear that a lot. I'm talking about like, yo. They be talking down on what I got going on. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I've never heard my wife tell me I can't do something or don't do it or just discourage it. Imagine if you did. I would be hurt. Exactly. I don't know what I, it would be over for me.
2: How could you perform optimally if the person you lay your head next to every night is like, what you doing? You can't do it. Why are you doing this?
3: That's crazy.
2: You'll never be anything.
3: That's crazy. How? I can't even, as you saying, I'm rejecting it because I can't even, but people going through that every night.
2: They go, but then they wonder why their relationship in the state that it's in. Yeah. It's for better or for worse, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. They, they
2: didn't say that we had to agree on everything, and I had to be a hundred percent in harmony with everything. Yeah. If you're not out here cheating and putting hands on me or whatever, we <laughs> go start them businesses. Yeah. Go do it, yeah. and if it doesn't work, that's fine. Yeah. We'll start another one, yeah. or we'll figure out a way. You know, but the support has to be. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah. The support has to be there.
3: Yeah. I agree. I've had the privilege to help hundreds and hundreds of people all around the world open up their own profitable event spaces, utilizing my signature formula. Number one, how to find a space, Number two, how to fund the space and how to automate the space. I've been in Atlanta, Georgia, now living for two years. My spaces are still in Philadelphia operating, doing extremely well because we use the same exact formula that I break down, right? If you're interested in learning how we can help you, I want you to go to eventspacesecrets.com, watch a training, or book a call with our team to see if you are a good fit. Again, this is for you specifically if you're looking for other ways to leverage your money and turn it into other streams of income, right? I don't believe there's a better time than right now for you to get tapped into the information in the game that can help you so again go to eventspacesecrets.com watch the training, and the book a call with our team to see if you're a good fit for this opportunity let's go so you newly found mother we always talk about uh you like yo being a mother running a business i first want you to preference because i know you'll talk about it later just trading forex and all of that you took off uh what two years or a year and a half? A year. Because the power of that skill, like just, I just kind of want people to understand. Like, most people don't have a choice to do that. It ain't no taking off. So how 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 good did that feel that you learned the skill where you had the ability to be like, yo, I'm I'm taking this off.
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think it's just a matter of alignment. Yeah. And when I always talk about, I I've said this before, where it's like my. My dad told me a long time ago, don't ever be stuck where you're you depending on a guy. Mm. Now, I know that might sound super bad because I am in a relationship that is a very, like I love my partner so much, but he said, don't ever need a man. I think it was like a situation where he was dealing, like, I don't know, he had somebody he was talking to and the, the guy like put his hands on it. But what you just basically said, if you ain't putting your hands on me, this and that, like right. we can work it through. Yeah. But he was putting her hands on her and she stayed because she had no security mm. in any other place. So he always like taught me the importance of providing for you myself. You to
3: fight too though. So
1: I wanted to learn, <laughs> I just wanted to learn, how can I make the most money possible without any governing bodies to tell me what I'm worth? Mm. So I can be black, Mm-hmm. I could be young yep. I could be a woman And I could make As much money As I want to Without anybody Telling me anything yeah. And I don't have A headache doing so yeah. You know what I'm saying So when I say alignment Like me just constantly Reaching for that goal Put me in a position Where like Don't get it wrong Trading is hard yeah. It's 100% hard But you have to learn The skill set Once you have the skill set It's in your brain You have it forever yeah. And then all you're doing Is really just adapting To the market as it goes But for me It was really just taking just understanding that alignment and understanding okay i'm in this space in this place for a time as this god prepared me for what was coming next yeah. and now i'm in this season where i can reap the rewards that i put forth so much work yeah. to accomplish
3: that's good let me ask you this but when he was telling you like don't depend on the god what was the what was the uh the strategy then, though, was it learn a skill? No, 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 no,
1: Actually, my dad was a career counselor at Georgia State. So when I said that I was doing entrepreneurship, he thought that I was batshit crazy. OK, he was like, you did not go to Spelman to be an entrepreneur. They didn't even want me to box." That's a whole different story. Like <laughs> I'm talking about I was living in D.C. in my car for a minute because my wow. parents was like, you got to go to grad school or what? What are we doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was just me wanting this for myself, mm. like me wanting better for myself, me wanting that number. Like he told me that, but in his mind, he was still talking about a nine to five security, right? You know what I'm saying? He just
3: saying go do something, but don't depend on the yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He was just saying make sure you always have your own, yeah, ultimately, yeah. But then me, I like that. You said a few uh, a minute ago you got to have this big astronomical goal. And then once you accomplish it, it's like, I had met a trader and I think he told me he like made a hundred thousand dollars in a day. I didn't really think that was possible. Mm I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. Why, hell no. <laughs> what? No, you didn't. Yeah. What you mean? Yeah. I, I, what? Like, you think about it. Yeah. When people go to college, they get a job just so they can make $100,000 in a year. Mm-hmm. You don't even yeah. realize what's possible. Some people say, I remember being in school and saying, okay, when I first graduated um, high school, my dad said, what do you want your major to be? Well, computer science, they make about $100,000 per year. You should mm-hmm. do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's how people are approaching school. Based on the salary. My goal and me understanding is somebody can make $100,000 in a way. Oh, hell no. How can I do that? Okay, how can I make the most money? Okay, I got to do this. Oh, all I got to do is learn this skill set? What? Yeah. And can't nobody take it away from me? Yeah. Okay, bet. Let's do that. Let's learn that.
3: It's so crazy. You said I be telling people, like, your focus needs to be a skill set right now. I'm like... That's all you, I don't care if it's Forex, I don't care if it's stocks, I don't care if it's sales, like you get good at one thing, it can pay you handsomely. So I'm always just like preaching just learn the skill set.
1: Yeah. And being consistent. Cause don't get me wrong and and not quitting because I will say like I lost so much money before I ever made money. Trading is hard as hell. So anybody who wants to be a trader, I'm not trying to deter you. I 100% think you should tap into it, but it is a hard skill set to learn. And once you learn it, you have to master it and then you have to learn compounding and then you have to go through the psychology of trading, which is a whole different thing because if you don't come from money, then you're scared of losing money. So then it's this whole thing of like, Oh, overcoming yourself that you now have to lock into Mm,
3: that's crazy Mm. that's a lot so ash i want to ask you because you were just just talk about how she saw like somebody make 100k in a day Mm -hmm. your last job as a as an analyst on wall street i want to say you only talk with people who manage between
0: who had at least 25 million so if you had less than 25 million we sent you downstairs Right. So you have to have at least $25 million. That's
3: just crazy. So I don't even talk to you unless you got $25 million in your account. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about, like, what, what did that do to you mentally to make you understand that it's so much more out here?
0: So I think, so I was that girl. I had to make six figures. And I went to Howard because engineering or finance could make you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to major in psychology, though, but you had to have, like, a master's or a doctorate. So when I went to Howard, they taught you how to eat, how to dress, the companies came and I found out they paid you $10,000. I said, I need that job. So n- as an wait, intern, $10,000 yes. as an intern for yes. 10 weeks. Yeah. So I'm about 18, 19 years old buying, going to Fifth Avenue buying Gucci bags cause I was making money and I had, you know, I did not do with my money. But when I got there, so I only wanted it for the prestige like that was it i had to be the best and i how am i gonna be this black phenomenal woman on wall street so i had four internships three three of them were at wall street bank so i had the money back then like women were wearing toy bursts dresses i'm like i like everything i saw i wanted to feel that feeling yeah. and so I, I did it but when i was on wall street um our clients were like first off i learned all the things on the internet are wrong <laughs> forbes is an option not a requirement and all the data you see about people is not correct because I could see what I saw on the internet and I can Google their, name. I mean, not Google, go in our system and see how much money they had in their bank account. And I'm talking about athletes, owners of basketball teams, owners of the, like people, you know, like I, I saw how much they donated to presidents. Like, I'm like, why isn't this on the internet? But if you, it's a choice to have the internet to know how much money you have and what you do with it. But... It just got to a point where eight months in, I didn't want my job anymore. And not that I didn't want it, it just was I did everything I could to be there, but I did not do everything to stay there. Mm. And I couldn't understand, why don't you wanna stay late? Why don't you wanna be the best? Like, And I started to think something was wrong with me because I, just, I wasn't the best employee either, but I was good because of where I worked. On paper, I looked good. I had the money, I had the clothes went back home to Philly, I'm making six figures, but it's like my one salary, what I got in a year, was what they would pay as a fee in one of their hundreds of mutual funds. Mm. And it's like, we don't see anything wrong with that? Like why, and, but I'm rich over here, but when you're, when you're in a bank accounts of billionaires, and it's like, you're helping them finance their fifth home or watch them spend the summers in south of France, but then you see their kids making, thousands of dollars off of dividends and these are like trust, fund. Like I'm, but I, I was sitting in some of these meetings because it was my job to support the team. So I would, I would have the conversation with the trust and estate attorney, with the uh, banker, with the investor to understand the full holistic picture of what a multimillionaire billionaire was how they were living how they could like because when you get to that certain threshold you can't walk to a branch their products don't service you anymore and you get to a space where your job is to protect grow and preserve your wealth that's it and avoid taxes
3: protect so so preserve
0: grow. grow and avoid taxes that's it that was that's what your job is because you get that much money you don't you don't want to give it away to the government you want to make sure your kids can sustain it and you also want to make more that's the standard so for me it was like and so i'm I, i'm a firm believer that success leaves clues right like follow the blueprint so if they bought so i, I remember the first time one of the biggest things I noticed is that they all have multiple accounts and they all had them titled. And so I'm like, okay, but they're all titled like this is the school account. This is this, and this is whether check-ins or savings or anything. So I went downstairs to the bank and I opened three savings accounts and I titled them differently. I saw they invested a hundred million. I took hundred dollars. They went to the South of France for the summer, rented a yacht. I went to the South of France. My yacht wasn't as big, but I rented it. Like for me, it was like, I saw that version of me, because I could touch it. And so, not a lot of people were able to see what I saw, but it's like, let me start reading the books these people, that's when I started reading. Like, let me start reading the books they're reading, travel where they're traveling, let me go to all, you know, like, and I started to put myself in that space because I knew I could be like that. Yeah. And so, it, Part of it does hurt your self-esteem because at this point, I'm the only black girl on my floor. So I, but I'm also the type of person, if I walk into a room and you say something I don't know, I'm Googling it. So I, I'm, they were going to like Switzerland for the weekend. And I'm like, well, where the hell is Switzerland at? Yeah, like, yeah. so I would Google all these places. Like, oh, they go, I'm gonna go. And I started to travel around the world because I saw rich people doing it. So for me, it opened my mind to what was possible. And I realized that and I always tell people this, the way you truly build wealth in this country is to invest in your own idea or somebody else's idea. Like, and I was on track. I had a great career, great on, on my resume, but I was not on track to be a client. So it's like, if I'm not, I'm sitting at the wrong end of the table. Like, mm. we took our clients to the top floor of the building to have a client meeting. The floor smelled different. The food, tasted, and it just was like, I want that life. And so it gave me the perspective to know I deserve to be like that client. So when I see people, you know, so my, it's funny because it's like, when you go through the space of making money and how you mentioned like, you can't be afraid to lose money. I've been, at, been in points where I've been kicked out of my place, but I know I'm gonna be a billionaire cause I saw it like, but when can't you're not used, it. when you make your first hundred thousand in a month, it's like, whoa, like I'm not used to this, but girl, you, you think you too small because you know what it looks like and what they do with that kind of money. So for me, mm. it opened my mind. And, it's, and sometimes I think because of the audience I serve, I'm targeting the people that aren't on Wall Street. And it's like sometimes it's like take me back to wall street just so i could taste it again like let me go let me go remind myself like what it's like to feel like that let me take those trips and so i think you sometimes i get so caught up in my business that i forget like sometimes you got to be around an environment that doesn't look like you an environment that stretches you where you're now the smallest person in the room but for me i mean it led me to a point where i ended up quitting my job to like i'm gonna go build something let me go build my own jp morgan because that's where i used to work you know so so you yeah, open my mind personally yeah
3: and that's me i love, I love
0: the that, idea. I love that. Yeah.
2: yeah i love what she said about it's exposure She was exposed to a whole different world, which let her see that that could be her world, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important for just people, anybody that's listening to this podcast, right, to understand that everything that you see it's attainable. For you. It's definitely attainable. But sometimes you have to get out of your present environment and see something different mm. to understand what's out there and that it's not it's not an anomaly. You can have it, too. That's a fact. You know, and then you you get into these different circles where be uncomfortable in mm-hmm. these rooms. Yeah. Like we used to talk about that all the time, like be uncomfortable in the rooms that you're in, because, yeah, you are the small person for now, but it exposes now. you to everything that you don't see because you're so accustomed to be around the people that you're comfortable with because y'all are on the same playing field mm-hmm. but you need to get away from that yeah because that exposure that you saw helps you to see like dang i'm on, i'll never be able to do what they're doing if i stay right here right, right. Right. i'm on the other end of the table, the mm-hmm. wrong side of the table and i think it was no
0: coincidence that i wasn't the best employee either mm-hmm. like but but if but when i think about my career path Like I ended up working in a white collar job with millionaires and billionaires and then I taught in the prison system, right? So I have a perspective of how America is a really a well oiled machine from how it looks from the richest person's eyes to being in a prison system to the public school system. It would I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done if I started in the school system and then worked on Wall Street mm-hmm. because my level of what's possible for the people I serve comes from what I saw. So they borrow my belief because I was able to see something that the world may never see because of the career path that I chose.
3: That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you Alani that was a so mic drop. yeah, that was my <laughs> mic mapped <drop. She laughs> out. So you're mother wife running multiple businesses gym brand and now you ventured off into real estate uh, about to go get some people these homes Um, and you talked about not being stuck like um how important is it to just be able to continue like so many people get stuck and they don't evolve and ever since i've known you there's a constant level of pushing yourself to achieve. The best in everything that you do. Like when you set your mind on something, you get it. Like, is that always been just in you? Like, once you set your mind on something, you gonna go, you give everything you do, everything you got. Always. I just want people to understand the importance of that.
2: Yeah, always. I always go into something, whatever I'm doing, head down. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is a new space for me. Yeah. I have to learn. I have to soak up as much information as I can. Once I get the information, I can run. Yeah but I have to be able to do what I need to do. So even like I was telling Jessica before we started taping that some of my other businesses, I'm kind of putting them on pause right now because I need to focus right yep. now on this because it's a new space for me. Yep. And this is, you know, real estate, that's the biggest purchases people make is real estate. That's you know, I'm um, just home ownership for people. That's probably the largest purchase that they'll make in their entire life, you know, plus the legalities that are behind it, you know? So I'm not playing around with it. So like, let me pause some of these things. We're not ending them, we're just pausing them for a second because I'm one person, right? But literally everything that I do, I do it with the intention of being the best at it all. But I have to say that, I'm human, so I have my doubts, and when things start going left, I'm like, did I make the right choice? I question myself sometimes, like, should I have left the fire service? Like, mm-hmm. should I have not stayed? You know, I question myself some days, but I have to say that being around people like you guys, like, you know how instrumental you've been mm-hmm. with my success, just even just saying, hey, do this. Yeah. And when you know that certain people are in certain situations and you trust them, I'm able to say, okay, yeah. and do it. And it turns out amazing. And so it's having not only yourself to tap into, not only I have Jason, of course, he's the one that pushed me to get into real estate. Yeah. You know, so I have him. But having those other people that see your potential, the things that you don't even see about yourself, yeah, you know, important. they can look at you and say, hey, you should do this because you're great at this. Yeah, You might see it for yourself. That's and so I fact. think that's always helped me to just really excel in everything. I, I mean, Even just growing up being a student in in school, it was like I gotta get straight A's. Like Mm -hmm. there's, I just have to because that's what I wanted for me, you know. And then when I went to college, it was gotta get a degree. Yeah. Fire service. I gotta move up the ranks. I can't just stay riding tailboard. I have to be. A ranking person within this department and being a black female, you know, you're always coming in as kind of like the underdog. Mm-hmm. And I love that, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, I'm going to show, I can show you better than I can tell you, yeah. you know. And so I always operate like that. So now coming into this real estate space, I'm like, I'm ready to take over. Yeah,
3: I know you're I'm speaking at first year. Selling like twenty million in cribs.
2: Oh, me too, Neo. let's 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 talk about it. Okay,
3: (laughs) that's the that's the basement for you. Twenty million in in Atlanta. That could be like easy. Four eight two. Like five houses for real, for real. It ain't Easy. even got to be a lot of cribs because
2: the average house right now you're talking is about 430k yeah, right now, yeah. So. And
3: that's, and I mean, you're and if y'all looking at this, y'all know what it missed two weeks. I, I know she got an Instagram for her. What's the Instagram for you? is it uh Real
2: Houses of Atlanta? Real, real <laughs> Houses of Atlanta. So y'all yes, make dear. sure y'all
3: go out and buy them houses from her, Absolutely. but um, yeah, it's just it's just it's powerful when you set your mind on something, you just you really just go head on. I think people got to start doing it. You got to go all in.
2: There's no other way. And I yeah. think that's where the ball is kind of dropped for a lot of people is because they expect instant success with things. And yeah. if it doesn't come instantly, like it doesn't work like that. No, if it no. doesn't happen instantly, it's like, well, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. But what, what work did you put in? What did you what what did you do? To solidify your success, what did you do? It's not based off like people get really hung up on social media. Well, I have a following, so because I have a following, that means that whatever I drop should go. No, Mm-mm. that's not the real world. And then as soon as they, they don't see get that, that, they don't get it. They
3: be like, post me. It ain't gonna do, do nothing. That. Right.
2: <laughs> exactly. Throw me
3: in your stories. All right, I got you. <laughs> right. You gotta keep doing it over, right. and, <laughs> over and over and over again, yeah. unless you Beyonce or you got you. Don't worry. Like I believe. You gotta just put more work in. That's
2: the thing. People don't want to work, they want it the easy way. Everything requires a form of work.
3: Y'all ever see this? Yo, post me. You go on their page, it ain't posted. Right.
2: (laughs) Yo, you right. mind throwing this flyer up?
3: I go look at their page. You don't got you ain't this. You only got it
2: up. So why Yo, you throw want the me? link
3: in your uh, story. You ain't even got it on, in your bio, man. Exactly.
2: What are we doing? Yeah. It's a lot of backwards thinking. Yeah. But you have to put the work in and understand that success takes time. Everything yeah. doesn't come overnight. Some yeah. things will jump real quick. Yeah. And then some things are going to just take more time. The main thing is, is making sure you're giving it your all. Yeah. In every single way. Yeah. And so, you know, that's just, that truly is what I do.
3: It seemed like all y'all was raised up Y'all, mom and dad, everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no.
3: Yeah, but no. What you mean by like? <laughs>
2: you know, my dad was there, but he wasn't there. Got he was, it. He very much a womanizer. Mm. So they divorced when I was sixteen.
3: Got him. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but it seemed like y'all was instilled with I don't know if, that go get it like go yeah. go make this thing happen. From what I'm hearing, like mm-hmm. so I think that's important. I think more ladies gotta just go. You got to go get it now. I'm learning now. You can't depend on nobody. You well, got to go get it.
1: That And I think that like my God, God, my parents definitely instilled my faith in me. So mm-hmm. really just understanding even for what you said and what you said in regards to your alignment and how God synchronized things in your life to where now you're able to help so many people because of the order in which it flowed. And when you yeah. talk about your life, you know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of people aren't able to move because they're lost. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people really don't understand their true purpose in this world. And they look at other things, they'll say, oh, I want to start a clothing line because... Halani's doing a clothing line, but that's not even their thing. That's mm-hmm. not what God put them on this earth to do. So it will never be anointed because it's not your thing. Yes. So many people are copying other people's things opposed to tapping into themselves and really understanding who am I, who has God called me to be, and what is my assignment
3: here on earth? So those are three questions you asked. Who am I? I don't remember. <laughs> that was good. What no, has God I mean, called me to be? What has God called me to be?
2: What has God called me to be? Uh-huh. And you uh, said, what is my assignment here on this earth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel
3: like you can start figuring some things out. I'll you ask yourself them three questions. You can.
1: Really, yeah. just what is your purpose? And when people tap into their purpose, then so many things. Like, when you do the self work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, even when we talk about the working out, like some more the eating work, healthy, working out, mm-hmm. eating healthy, reading books, like you, you uh, b- b- being in your word, praying, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And just sitting still and yes. like God will expose stuff to you. Get rid of mm-hmm. the You know what I'm saying? Get rid of the distractions. So many people are just like, do you understand? Even when we talked about growing my following back and yeah. stuff like that, like, I have this thing where I post and I get off because sometimes I'm going to be exposed to stuff that I didn't give permission mm. to go into my aura for that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I don't want certain things in my space because in order for me to be on the an up and up, I need to always be thinking higher yeah. and being put towards higher and being around higher. So I want to put in permission. Like, I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. None of that. Like, I want to p- pick the books I read. Mm. And when I'm reading them, now I'm being enlightened doing the things that I need to to get me to the next level. Yeah.
3: What's a book on purpose or that you made? Or one of your...
1: Well, right now I'm reading Out Within the Devil. I yeah. read it once before a long time ago. Yeah, by Napoleon. Um, yeah. Yep, I'm reading that right now. You have, I mean, on self-discipline, you have Brian Tracy, No Excuses. But really, Mark Batterson, it is Draw the Circle. It's a devotional book, but it's not really like a devotional that you just like... It's not like one of them devotionals that your grandma give you at Christmas. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a devotional that is like a 40-day... A prayer challenge but it's like it it really makes you think of everything even just associations and understanding like who you are.
3: Yeah mm-hmm. that's good let me ask y'all this because we talk about the successes a lot we know y'all are successful doing y'all thing but what's some things entrepreneurs or people and ladies in general we need to be looking out for that, that you like damn I wish I would have saw this bump in the road or is there anything like that maybe on the financial side that we need to be looking out for? Or in whatever side, I don't know if y'all got anything that y'all may have went through that you like, I don't want nobody had to go through this.
0: I think, um, so one of the things when you mentioned kind of self work, um, a lot of what I'm able to articulate is because I've been going to therapy since 2017. So I've made a commitment. I went on TV one time, Fox News, and you know how you take a picture, you do a video and you look like you're looking for what's wrong with you. And I didn't see anything wrong. And it was like, I didn't really sign up to be in the light. I just wanted to change the world. And I remember my mentor saying to me, well, it's selfish of you to hide who you are from the world, knowing what you know. And when he said that, that was the first time I took the initiative to accept whatever comes in my like, path and opportunity. I'm going to take it. So like I've written for like Forbes and like I'm not a writer, but maybe somebody thinks I'm good at it. Right. And I think because of that. Therapy and getting clear on why I'm scared, what happened in my childhood, what doubts and fears pop up. Nobody ever talks about the 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 doubts, worries, and fears that come with making money, because when you, I I grew up in a two parent household and we were okay, but I was making more money than both my parents when I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. but we never struggled. But I've been kicked out of places before building a business, and so I technically suffer PTSD because I'm afraid of not having because I know what it feels like to not have. And the more you accumulate, if, you don't, if you've never had it, you're not solely familiar with it or identify with wealth, right? And so I think for me, even though I saw it, as I started to make money, I wanted to make sure I never lost it. And even no matter if it's a million dollars or 10,000 or 100,000, whatever, I think I went through a phase of life where you got to recognize making money sometimes is connected to trauma because you're so accustomed to not having money mm. so much that we don't know what to do with it and we're not in the best position. And I think even though I saw what I saw on Wall Street, I mean, I remember making my first million and, I, and it, it, meant, it felt like nothing to me. Like, And it's like, you've dreamt of this day. But all I thought about is how disconnected I was from more people. And it's like, okay, well, what do you need to do to feel connected with who you are, but also feel worthy of having money. And I think because I've made mistakes with money because I've not had money, I've been kicked out places. I think it's, it's growing your identity with who you want to be as the money accumulates. And I think for me, the more money I made at a certain point, cause I started to recognize like, girl, if you're gonna say you wanna be a billionaire, this little million ain't nothing. Like what you doing? But. Intentionally surrounding yourself around the equivalent to what Wall Street was to me, so much that it's 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 a big deal to you, and you got to celebrate it. But being around people that don't make you feel bad for having the things that you that you want, like I was recently on a podcast. And I'm sitting there talking about the kind of car I want to get and what I want to do. And, how you know, I'm, I'll go to places like I don't want to eat here. I want my I want my my hotel to look this way. But I've had people I've been around where that doesn't matter to them. So now I feel like an outcast because I want a housekeeper. I don't like folding clothes. I want I want somebody to fold my clothes. I can cook cool, but I don't have time. And it's like when you're not around people who that is that that's, has normalized that. Yeah sometimes your self-doubt kicks in. And so I think one of the things I had to kind of check myself, it's like, it's okay to, to, to dream big and accomplish big, but you got to be okay with the bigness that comes with who you're becoming. Mm. And I think for me, I had to do a lot of self-reflection, like, well, why are you feel uncomfortable? Or why do you feel like this is not a lot when this is what you've always dreamt of having? And I think I had to go sit and have a conversation. Well, maybe you're uncomfortable because you didn't grow with a lot of money and you feel disconnected from the people who made you feel bad for having money. Mm-hmm. And so- I think talking about that and having those conversations and also accepting the fact that you are who you are to your team. I was at a conference not too long ago with the former CEO of Ford and he said, when you're a leader, your facial expression no longer belongs to you. Mm. And it was like, I never thought of it like that. And I, you know, if I'm having a bad day, you're gonna know, but that's not fair to my team. Mm. That's not fair to the people I love. And it's like, if these people are looking at you in this light, you gotta recognize you gotta be the best version of you every single day. And you always gotta work on yourself to become the person you dreamed of becoming. And so for me, it's a lot of internal work that it's like, you can could, you could see the things on social media, but you don't necessarily know what they went through to accomplish that or what they're dealing with having that. Mm. Um, and so for me, I, I, I can't afford, I was talking to my assistant, she was like, going, you know, going back to therapy, I'm doing really good right now. It's like, no, you need therapy the most when you're doing your best. Mm. And it's like, it's, it's, it's every day I learn, I, I still got work to do. And I've been doing this for years because there's a new level that I'm accomplishing. And I can't see life without having an executive team around Ashley and her brain, her heart, her physical body. And it's like, I would pay thousands of dollars to make sure that I'm growing in every area of my life. And I think people don't recognize that, but when you start to get the money, you are worth the investment. And sometimes you got to use the experts who are following their dreams to help you follow your dreams.
3: Mm -hmm. That's good. She deep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll say one of the things, when you start making money, a lot of times you make poor decisions with the money, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Especially when you're not accustomed.
3: I've been there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. When you're not accustomed to having it, you know, and like the household I grew up in, we were fine. My my parents did very well financially. So I didn't we didn't grow up poor. I didn't Mm -hmm. want for anything, you know, it was not that type of situation. But of course, the money that we made, was different than the money my parents. Yeah, like my mom oh. was making six figures a year, and back in the eighties and nineties, that's a lot of freaking money, right? That's
3: that's crazy. Exactly, yeah. it's crazy,
2: right? We can what? live, we can live very, very well. But now six figures a year, it's like, okay, you know, yeah. you can live decently, sure. But the thing is, is that what does money look like? Mm-hmm we have this stigma, especially in our community, where we feel like if you're not driving a certain type of vehicle, if you're not wearing a certain type of brand, then that means that you haven't made it. Mm. And I think that's a pitfall that we fall into where we don't take those resources and put them in places that can generate more More money for us. And so that's one of the things, one of the biggest mistakes I made is that when I had, not when I had, when I was making like crazy, crazy amounts of money, I was shopping, right? Mm. Just Mm. shopping, shopping, shopping. And I'm like, it's not taking anything yeah. away. Everything's still paid. We're still saving. We can still travel. Yeah. We're still investing. We're still doing these things. But I'm just buying all this stuff. And so I'm the, I was the
0: complete opposite. I oh. was so afraid to not have any more money yeah. that I was like a hoarder. I had to, I got to a point where it's like you could save, 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 but you won't go shopping. Or you could spend all the money and like either both people have something they got to work on. And it mm-hmm. was like I had to literally I remember I went to Phipps one time. We had, like, just made the most money we ever made in, like, a month. And I'm like, go ahead, Ashley. Go shopping. And it was so, I feel like probably $13,000. And it was so easy for me to spend. But it was like, I was so afraid to spend the money because I was mm-hmm. so afraid to lose okay. it. Because I was never used to having it. Yeah, And it's so funny. I'm, I literally, completely, I would like, I won't, I won't even spend. Like, I had to, like, challenge myself to go buy some shoes, Ashley. Right,
2: like, right. Yeah, but that's that our community is like really, really heavy on because people Mm -hmm. who haven't made it, so to speak, who have no business walking around with a two thousand dollar handbag walking around with a two thousand because in their mind that puts the optic out there that they've got something. Mm. And we need to move away from that and I really agree. start taking our resources and putting it into places that can generate more, more money, money. Mm-hmm. <sighs> where we can have trust funds for our children. Mm. You know, Set it up the way other nationalities set up for their children, the generational wealth, for yeah. the family, the members they'll never ever meet. right? Yeah. But we have this stigma of, if you don't drive a certain vehicle, if you don't wear a designer, if you just don't have these things that you, are you really making money? Right. And it sucks that it's set up that way, but we have to move away that from is that. Crazy. And it's one of the pitfalls that I see all the time. And it's like, if I could do it all over again, it's so many things, once we were robbed, and this is probably the first time I ever said this mm. publicly, yeah. when our house was broken into and they cleared my closet out, mm. it was like, I have spent all this money on all these material things. Some of the things I can't replace because they'll never make them again. Yep. You know, and it's like, dang, I've wasted wasted so much money. I could have taken that money and invested it here and there and, yep. and had something to show for it. Versus now someone's broken into my home and stolen these things from me and I can't replace them. Yeah. Nor do I want to anymore. Yeah. But it made me have a different mindset of money and what yep. we should do with money. It's nothing wrong with living well. It's nothing wrong with having a nice thing that you like. But when you think that mentally, that means that you've arrived based off of the material things that you can show to the world. That's the problem. It is. Mm -hmm. And I see it all the time. I know we all do sitting on this couch. We see it all the time. And we really just as a people need to move away from that stigma that means absolutely nothing, You're nothing. Right but take that. that money and start creating a generation of wealth. There, I wish we had bought certain homes yeah. when the market was crazy and you Girl, could buy a home for $15,000, yes. you know? I, I wish. I was talking about
3: the other day. Me and my man used to go to the auction. Cribs was like a, a grand, yeah. 5,000. In Philly, you know, we used to go to the auction at 38th and Market. And they, have, <laughs> they had cribs that like stay or like people passed on them, $1,000 homes. I'm like. What what a time! Exactly, and my, I think we could g- do both.
0: Yeah, I think I think like we like shiny things. I like nice things. It should always tell people you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. But one thing that I do is like, okay, you could go spend a couple
2: thousand dollars here. Make sure you put a couple thousand
0: dollars here. You invested. It's going to find you. that's yeah, is the right, issue. right. There's nothing wrong yeah. with having
2: nice things. Having a nice home, driving a nice car. All of those things are well and good, but you also have to have other things on the back end set right, up too. Right. That yeah. can't be what you want the world From to the see state. you as, and that means that you, you you're doing something. Because
3: you can't cash in on a, on a, on a pocketbook. No, like, that joint don't give you no return unless no. it's a certain bag. But no one's buying them like, well, this is going to give me a return right. in <laughs> in yeah. a couple. weeks. Of- I think you said, so, and that's. I think that plagues a lot of us though Mm -hmm. and another one is living above our means that crap will get you out of here like just yeah
0: you could do that in business too i found myself because i know i'm capable of making money sometimes I feel like I think you're spending too much because everything is an investment in my business and it's like I can not go make it back I didn't made it before I could do this again This because yeah. it gets to a certain point too where certain expenses don't seem like a lot of money mm-hmm. but when you look at the numbers it adds I remember I was it talking about up. I was in my account and it's like this how much we spend every month but it's like you know two 000, three thousand here it doesn't seem like a lot but it's like well I could go make it and it's just like I, I think for me personally, even being in finance, it's like, it's different learning how to invest and it's a different managing money for yes. a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, in a, I'm not in a position yet where I now see it, but like where you need, I see why a CFO is somebody you need to hire because it's sometimes challenging for me to, let me sit down and manage the money, and make sure we're on track because your accountant's job is not to be a CFO, which I've learned. You need somebody to be a CFO and somebody to help you avoid taxes and manage your taxes. But sometimes the, your ability to create money leads with your ability to invest money back into your business when you gotta properly manage it. And I think, I know I didn't learn that in college, but learn how to properly manage money and hire the right people to help you manage. One that you can trust, but also somebody that's actually skilled at what you do. Because in my mind, I can make millions of dollars, but I can spend millions of dollars in my business at the same time.
3: Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, I had to stop the episode. Listen, really quick. This is the book responsible for making so many people grow their social media, right? Their income, their impact and influence, leveraging social media. And you're probably looking at it like, yo, Neil, I don't feel like waiting for you to ship me this book, right, y'all? Go to My IG Cashbook right now, myigcashbook.com. Get a direct download to get this in your inbox so you can immediately start leveraging the strategies. This is over 86 pages. Every single chapter is gonna give you a gym to grow your audience, to grow your impact, and to grow your your influence, right? And I literally created it for you. This is the same thing that I literally watch people go crazy with. So go to myigcashbook.com, go ahead and claim your copy. It will be in your inbox. And when you do that, buy everything that it comes with. I got an IG course with it and a bunch of other things that I know is gonna truly help you go crazy. Myigcashbook.com, let's go. I was juggling new motherhood business how how is that
1: time allocation is very important Mm. because i'm such a organized scheduled person that when a baby comes out your schedule is not really it's your baby schedule yeah you know what i'm saying like your schedule don't matter it's It's your baby schedule that matters so um time allocation is like super important I would say. I mean, I know that's like a how,
3: short. How, how are you managing that now? No, is it uh you get up earlier? Or do you like how are you managing trading and running the business? Well, yeah, well, I think that's. A I know you got a little. Thing. You have some help too. So
1: no, I think that's the beautiful thing about me. Like, I mean, I would say all the time, and people have probably heard this before. I am not a businesswoman. Oh. <laughs> I am a trader. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's you know like mm-hmm. it's 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 two different yeah. entities. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Want to have a lot of employees that I have to sit and like, like it's a headache to me for my personality type. Yeah. It doesn't work well for me. I just like to wake up, see if I see a setup for the day, take the trade, compound it and keep growing money. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like I am not really the business woman that, you know, I, I do know that I need to scale. And I think that's the place that I am right now. Like, okay, what's my next thing? Now that I can make money with my eyes closed, what's my next thing that I am looking to do outside of changing the world in the school and so yeah. forth like that. But it's like, I mean, at the same time though, I'm also, I'm just, I just turned 30. So I think that there's so much growth and room for my future mm-hmm. in terms of building businesses. Yeah. Um, even listening to you, you're like really inspiring. I'm literally like, oh wow, yeah, like, okay, yeah. Cause people ask me to manage accounts and stuff like that all the time. Like, I don't really, I don't have the capacity. Not only that, the legalities that mm-hmm. comes along with that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Federal Trade Commission, like all these different things. Like, I just literally like to sit back and make money for <laughs> myself. And that's okay. Jessica is out the way. Okay. okay. Yeah.
3: And I think you said something, you gotta, and you said it earlier when you said to helani like let me go start a clothing brand because helani started a clothing brand that may not be for you like yeah. we all up here got different personalities yeah. like yeah AC structure as well yeah. like well helani struck y- y'all all pretty much yeah. structure mm-hmm. like yeah. you know yeah it ain't no wing it's not all right guys let's fly out the Rome tonight type of right. thing yeah. i don't <laughs> think so anymore. yeah, yeah right yeah. So me, yeah, wrong.
0: Yeah, you yeah, right, right. I'm out
3: back. the need, trying to book need, the flight. I don't even got a bag. <laughs> but but um, basically, I think people got to really understand what works for you because yeah. you got to live with you.
1: Yeah, no, 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 yeah. But I think, too, just like understanding, you know, when most people start businesses, they start businesses to make money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People take careers to make money. And – with me, it's like I make money without the businesses or the career. So the passion fulfilling thing is really just helping people. But I know that like even with, with, kind of what you just said about like, you know, you're selfish if you keep this stuff to yourself. You're mm-hmm. selfish if you don't really pay it forward and like try to help people's lives and stuff like that. So that's why I want to start the school in Tanzania. I mean, I'm a fully funded. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm not really getting anything out of it. But it's like it's. Over there, they make like one to five dollars a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm.
0: I cannot even fathom like what like yeah. Mm-hmm. And you and have they to don't... be called to do that stuff though. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why it's important because you go through so. I mean, me saying I I do not like uh, e-commerce and I know that and and it's like while it may look sexy, but you it, you got to go through so much to make it successful and you you yeah. got to be willing to go like for me there's no plan B. You mm-hmm. give me a hundred million dollars right now. I'm waking up every day to do what I do because this is who I am. And yeah. I think when we chase after money, you're always going to find somebody that has more of it. Something's always yeah. going to be shinier. So you're always going to be chasing and never mm-hmm. really feel be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to recognize, like I've sat with people and they're like, somebody said to me, there's a difference between a founder and a CEO. And it's like, I'm learning what it means to, to own a business, but to also be a CEO. Like mm-hmm. I have to make the decision. Now I like, I'll talk to my partner. Call me out if my face doesn't look good because I know when I show up to work every day, my team feels a certain type of way if my face mm-hmm. doesn't give them the motivation they need to excel. And it's like, you don't have to do that. You don't. You, nobody. You you can go home and have all the faces, all the attitudes all you want. Me, I got to show up every day and be a mm-hmm. CEO. And that has to be a conscious choice yeah. because the bigger your team gets, the more people you have watching yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And I think the internet makes people feel like, everything is so sexy. But when she said to me, do you really want to be a CEO? And it's kind of like, well, if I'm going to build a business that's sold for three billion, I'm not doing this alone. So I yeah. got to learn how to be a CEO. Yeah. And that's my next big thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's important. I think that's beautiful. Cause yeah, I don't want employees. Like one of my mentors, she got like
1: 7,000 employees. Her name's CEO, Nicole. She's an amazing businesswoman. But like me? I, I can't mean, even I think I like about something.
3: Keep me out the way. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm like saying, I want a lean team that's fire. Yeah. yeah. Give me 10 to 20.
2: <laughs> yep. Effective. Re- effective efficient. people. Yep. 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 Yes. You know what yep. I mean? Like some yeah.
3: effective
1: people. I just want to make money, spend time with my baby and my yeah. fiance. I want to AML- be Amazon.
0: Yeah. I want Amazon. <laughs> like big. It's, yeah, I, it, big. Every time I, if I have to have issues with my staff or I got to grow, it's like, if Jeff Bezos can build this and he's the second largest employer in America, mm. you can do this, Ashley. Who's and that's the first? Walmart. Walmart. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But that's like my, it's like, look, you got, I think we have like a team of seven, eight people. Like you, want, you need Jeff Bezos' money. You, but, but it's not even Jeff Bezos' money, it's impact for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, wow. it's like, like, if you could hit a billion people, you can make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But my desire to hit a billion is because if I, I know people now that are going to sell their business for over a billion dollars. I think by the time I'm in a position to even build a business of that magnitude, it'll be something small, right? Like it's, its you got trillion dollar businesses out here, you could give me one billion. But in my mind, it's like, okay, I want three. Because even if I own 33% of my business, I would cash out as a billion. And that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like the money's going to come. you going to
3: do it because you know them numbers. Yeah, yeah. 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 She definitely yeah. going to hit that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to me,
0: it's like, I want you to see a black woman do that. Mm-hmm. Like the money is like, that's, I mean, at a certain point, You have enough money but it's like i want the world to see a black woman do that but use her intellect to do it and not necessarily have to be a musician or things like that it's like what if what if you actually see someone who has is educated do something to change the world the money's gonna come but to me it's like if if i can't let employees and my not my ability to not know how to be the best ceo yet stop me from impacting the world so for me if just jeff bezos could change the world we could get stuff in in a matter of days I could teach people financial education and be what McDonald's fries is to the world, to, and empathize what financial education is to the world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Talk that talk, yeah. well, ladies, y'all, this was fire. I'm just let y'all all close it out with one piece of advice, a word, a word of wisdom, and let
0: people know how they could tap
3: in with y'all.
0: I want the gym. Give me the gym plug. Okay. Give me the gym plug. What's the gym? Give me. I'm listening to the gym plug. Oh,
3: the gym, oh, gym plug? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a,
0: no, I want her, I go ahead, and do your plug. I want I want the details on the gym, come on. Oh, I'm going to
2: get the gym yeah. plug. <laughs> you know, I, I think that, I think one of the biggest takeaways from this conversation is that I love how every single one of us does life how we want to do it.
3: Yes, I enjoyed that. And
2: I think that's really, really important to live life the way you, you enjoy living it. life, the way you want to do it. Like you said, you're not a businesswoman. That's fine. <laughs> you are, right? Yeah. But you're learning how to be a great CEO right now, you know. And so you take your life in stride in the way that it works for you and yours. You know, I'm not motivated by money. Money is great to have, but I'm not motivated by it. You know, motivating for me is being able to truly I'm a service-based person always have been so providing a service that makes an impact is what's important to me mm-hmm. and so operate in what's important to you the money follows yeah. right you know so you can find me on Instagram I miss this two weeks out um, Body Envy is the brand The Body and is in Nancy V as in Victor check out underscore Real Houses of Atlanta <laughs> check a- out The Loft Atlanta here listen the list goes on and on but check me out so many different things that I have that could be of service to you and your household. Um, I have a ebook that this one right here pushed me to write about transitioning from nine to five to becoming your own boss. It sets out exactly the plan on how to do it because that's a whole nother conversation yeah. leaving a nine to five to start a, a full-time entrepreneurship um, journey. journey. It's different. And if you don't set yourself up properly, then you're setting yourself up for failure. So and fact. then last but not least, understand that you're in the position that you're in because you're comfortable with where you are. And mm. so if you want to change what you have currently going on, you have to be okay with understanding that you're not where you want to be. Yeah. So understanding starts here first with you. That's good. Mm. That was deep. <laughs> if I had to
1: give, that was real deep. If I had to give any advice, it would literally be, I mean, really what I said, follow God, man. Like God, more than anything, your God-given self, like No matter what you want to do In this world If God did not ordain it You know, what I'm saying if he didn't put his anointing on it and his blessings on it, like it will not manifest and just understanding who you are, understanding God and him inside of you really leads you towards your purpose. So just walking with him and really just letting him lead. You know, what I'm saying like people go out here and network, try to meet this person, try to meet this person. Like at the end of the day, if you follow God, God are going to bring the people that you need to in your life to be around you and to surround you for you to get to that next place. So um, really, that's most important. important thing. I'm Jessica Lane it's Jessica Lane on Instagram it's a whole bunch of scam
2: pages <laughs> I was about to say you so, got the most fake pages I have ever seen yeah, on social you, and media. you trade you
0: trade for too.
1: yeah I hate crazy. it Ooh. but the, the crazy thing is I never post about forex on my page mm, for the most part strictly because of that, all of yeah. the scamming that is there like yeah. I'm talking about somebody got scammed out of $50,000 because they thought that they were sending it to mm-hmm. me to trade yep. that's it, another thing I do not <laughs> trade for anyone you guys so anybody like that. that is pretending to be me. It is not me. I will not reach out <laughs> not to it you. It's not that, my boy. I will not reach out to you. WhatsApp, Telegram, Facebook, the whole nine. It, it's not me. She will not so, be hitting you up. I will not yeah. be yeah. sliding <laughs> we'll in your that. DM.
0: So, she got a
3: virtual event that you can learn from don't, don't hit her up. Though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The Go conference. Um, so for me, I think I think you ladies touched on the intangibles. I think one of the biggest things, being a woman in finance, it's important for us to understand that whether we are employed, we want to start a business, struggling in business, struggling in our careers, effectively building wealth and leaving a family legacy um, is important. Mm. And I feel like because I saw it on Wall Street, wealth does not have a color. Therefore, it looks like all of us. Mm. And no matter how you're accumulating it, you have to recognize and identify with wealth. And I think that starts with who you love and look at in the mirror every day. So my biggest thing is whether you have a lot of money or a little bit, start small and build big. Be consistent. Um, my company is Empify, and go to empify.com. Our wealth builders community app, wealthbuilderscommunity.com. I am hosting a five-day virtual summit focusing on building wealth and utilizing investing as a way to create cash flow, to create consistent cash flow, no matter with how how much you are starting with or how many mistakes you have made in the past. So. You can go to mycashflowcreation.com, five straight, I mean, we learned a lot during this this segment just talking about life and who we are as business owners, but now you get me into a space where I'm able to educate you to take what I learned on Wall Street and bring it to the everyday person over the course of five days straight, where we're not just learning, we're putting in the actionable steps that we need to effectively build wealth. So you go to mycashflowcreation.com, it's going down, I'm here, I'm excited, I'm not going anywhere, and I think you have these phenomenal people with us to show you that, It's a lot more than what you see on Instagram. And it's a lot more into who you are and digging deep into you to become the best version of you every single day. Mm -hmm.
3: Let's get it. I can't say nothing after that. So, (laughs) Listen, y'all, make sure you follow all of these amazing ladies. We'll have everything that they got going on in the description below. And uh, again, we just getting started. Tune into the next uh, show. See you soon.